0: KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.
1: I'm Joe Morgan Stern, the film critic of The Wall Street Journal. Here's something refreshing a great man biopic, simply called Marshall, that's more concerned with the man in his earlier years than with the greatness to come. You get a hint from the opening music, it's a breezy jazz riff that doesn't sound sufficiently serious for a full account of Thurgood Marshall, the civil rights attorney who won a landmark victory in the 1954 Supreme Court case, Brown v. Board of Education, and Thurgood Marshall, the first African-American justice of the Supreme Court. But the movie doesn't try to cover the glory days of a magnificent career. It's set in 1941, and it's focused on Marshall as a rising star for the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People and focused on a real-life Connecticut trial in which he defended a black chauffeur accused of kidnapping and raping a wealthy white woman in Greenwich. And this version of Marshall, played terrifically well by Chadwick Boseman, comes off at the outset as full of himself to overflowing— In other words, here's an irreverent movie with a quirky ring of truth. The trial gained national attention as an example of racism in the North, and the film, directed by Reginald Hudland, is adept at portraying the social and legal forces arrayed against the chauffeur, Joseph Spell, who's played by Sterling K. Brown. The judge, played by James Cromwell, and the prosecutor, played by Dan Stevens, ooze patrician sympathy for the alleged victim, Kate Hudson's Eleanor Strubing. To complicate Spell's defense even further, bad blood boils up between Marshall and his local co-counsel, Sam Friedman. That's Josh Gad giving still another terrific performance. Marshall is dismayed by the need to have another lawyer on the case— Never mind that he's white, Jewish, and has no experience in criminal law. And Marshall is furious when the judge warns him that anything he has to say must be said through Friedman. Because he's from out of state, the NAACP ace may not speak in open court. Some of the writing on the fringes of the drama can be uneven. At Minton's Playhouse, the legendary Harlem Jazz Club, Marshall runs into the poet Langston Hughes and the writer Zora Neale Hurston in a scene that, plays like an over-earnest outtake from Midnight in Paris. But the trial sequences have a distinctive, authentic tone that's clearly due to one of the two writers, Michael Koskoff, having had a decades-long career as a civil rights attorney with specific experience in racially charged cases. Jacob Koskoff, his co-writer and son, has prior experience writing scripts. And the courtroom drama, exciting in its own right, is enhanced by recreations of what the accuser and accused say happened, of what might have happened, and of what probably happened in this all-but-forgotten case that Thurgood Marshall tried long ago. Marshall is a movie that surprises at every turn. I'm Joe Morgenstern. I'll be back on KCRW next week.